Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from VitalityExplorers.com. Please sign up at VitalityExplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. So this week on Vitality Explorer News, we're going to talk about three things as we typically do, but we always start with a quote. And here's the quote. Quote, nothing can dim the light that shines from within. That's from Maya Angelou. So here it is again. Nothing can dim the light that shines from within. So this week we're going to learn why 10 seconds standing on one leg like a stork can predict if you're going to die. That's number one. Number two is we're going to learn how to let light into your life. And the final thing we're going to talk a little bit more about is how to think out of the box in 2022. Uh, sort of an update on that. Uh, an announcement here is uh, Vitality Explorer News is next week I will be traveling to Cambridge, England and be delighted to be uh, giving two lectures there, one on how to enhance your vitality and the other on my platelet-rich plasma research and tendinopathy. And audio recordings of both of these will be available for Vitality Explorer News paid subscribers on the Substack site. So check that out and look for that next week. But let's jump right into now why 10 seconds of standing on a single leg like a stork can predict your mortality. Now, when I read about this, I was pretty staggered. Um, I know that balance is important, but I had no idea how important. I want to start with the conclusion of a very interesting study, which we're going to go over in a little more detail. And here it is, quote, the ability to successfully complete a 10-second one-legged stance is independently associated with all-cause mortality and adds relevant prognostic information beyond age, sex, and several other clinical variables. So being able to stand on one leg is associated with all-cause mortality, which means all reasons for dying. Now, balance we know rapidly declines as we age, especially after age 50, and this can lead to falls and other serious health issues. But I gotta tell you, we almost never consider our balance as a wellness parameter until we lose it. Now, reading the data from the paper convinced me that we should be adding more balance work to our exercise plans, especially as we age past 50. Uh, let's go into the data, because this also applies to anybody at any age. If you're really young and you're playing sports, you know balance is incredibly important. If you're in your 30s or your 40s, you take it for granted and you should not. Because when you get into your late 40s and 50s, you start to lose your sense of balance. In your 60s and 70s, it rapidly declines. So the study we're going to talk about in detail looked at 100, excuse me, looked at 1,702 individuals. And it was really pretty simple. Each person was asked to complete a 10-second one-legged stand like a stork. And, and again, you can look at the details of this on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site, which I encourage you to go to to uh, add your comments or to read the details and read the abstract from the full paper. So people who participated, these 1,702 people who participated were then either classified as a simple yes or no. Could they complete it? And then they were followed for a median of seven years. And they found that those individuals that failed the test. Those people who could not complete a 10-second stork stand or one-legged stance had an 84% higher risk of all-cause mortality or risk of dying. This was highly significant to a p-value of 0.001. 
And so they have something called the Kaplan-Meier curve in the paper, and it sort of who's alive and who's dead. And if you look at it in terms of over, you know, over time, it is pretty clear that the people who are unable to do this have a significantly higher risk of dying compared to those who could complete the task. Now, a separate cohort of almost 3,000, 2,798 people found that there's a sharp decline in the ability to complete this task as we age. So you know, almost everybody is able to do it um, in their 40s and maybe even early 50s. But then as we get close to 55 or 60, the ability to complete this 10-second stance plummets. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendation. Number one, this is powerful data suggesting balance is a key parameter of our vitality. It is not something we think about often until we lose it and rarely do doctors measure it. So I think regardless of our age, it's something we can start to do immediately. Always there's disclaimers associated with anything here and check with your doctor before beginning any exercise regimen. But here's what I try to do when I'm doing a one-legged stork stance. So I start by tightening up my core, that kind of uh, stabilize me, standing up straight and keeping my hands at my side. There's a picture of me doing this on the uh, Vitality Explorer new Substack um, uh, if you want to take a look at it. So then I lift up one leg and stand on only one leg. You can hook one of your legs around the other if you want to add stability. I recommend standing in front of a mirror and doing a set of five 10-second stork stands on each leg every day. You can also move towards an interesting thing if you want to, I try this once in a while, is brushing my teeth while standing on one leg uh, in front of the mirror. Now, if it looks like there's an earthquake going on, your balance isn't that great. So remember, don't forget your balance as you move forward in life because it's really crucial and critical. Now, we don't completely understand it all. It's not causative, but it's really, there's a, there's a very powerful correlation between not being able to do that and actually dying. So this is based on a paper called The Successful 10-Second ten, ten One-Legged Stance Performance Predicts Survival in Middle-Aged and Older Individuals. It was published in 2022, and you can see the full abstract and some of the graphics and more analysis on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Okay, time to move on and to let life in your, into your life. Let light into your life. So this is just something I wrote down after I took a picture of a beautiful uh, sunbeam streaming through some clouds. And you can see this picture that I took up on the, on the Substack site. And here's what I wrote. Um, Let light into your life. Too often we focus on our darken, uh, what darkens our days. Too often we focus on what darkens our days. I think we should focus instead on what brightens our days. Savor simple resting. Enjoy a walk or reading a book. Indulge in listening to your favorite playlist. Encourage a friend, family member, or colleague. Nourish yourself with light. Bathe in the radiance of open windows. Dazzle your days with beams of boldness. Illuminate your days with lucid contemplation. Be brilliant with your one precious life. Let life let light run wild in your dreams. Let light accelerate your hands. Let light bend around your sharp edges. Let light slow the sands of sadness. Let light lift your laughter. And finally, and most importantly, bring light into the life of others. 
Bring light to barren paths and make them shiver. Bring light to the difficult days and make them dance. Bring light to the trying times and make them twinkle. And bring light to the tears and make them sparkle. Let light into your life. So I'd love to hear your comments about that. And you can, again, read more, read that in uh, full again if you like and see the picture on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. So we're going to finish this week's Vitality Explorer News by learning again how to think out of the box. Now, we, many of you may wonder, where does that phrase come from? So I think part of what we're going to talk about today is where does that phrase come from in, in the context of 2022, which was really honestly supposed to be better. We we're supposed to be you know, crawling, if not running out of the COVID pandemic. We were supposed to have a lot uh, brighter uh, year. And if anything, there's just been chaos almost everywhere. So in that context, as we continue to go through an enormity of adversity and enormity of difficulty in trying to metabolize misfortune, I think we need to think of how we can do this. And I came back to this idea of really what does it mean to think out of the box? If we're gonna solve some of these seemingly intractable, intractable problems that are facing our world, we need to understand where does that come from? We say that a lot. Well, it actually comes from probably something called the nine dots puzzle. There's no full consensus about it in the origins of the phrase, but most citations relate to this thing called the nine dot puzzle. And you can think of it as a, like the side of a dice with, or die with, you know, if you had nine, nine little dots on it or a little square. Again, check out this Vitality Explorer Substack site if you want to see the pictures that I drew for this. Now, if you take this puzzle and you, and you have nine dots surrounded by a box and it says link all the dots using four straight lines or fewer without lifting the pen and without tracing the same line more than once. Now, try in your mind or write out a piece of paper uh, a box with nine dots in it and try, try it for a second. <laughs> now, you can pu push pause on this if you want. Uh, if you're looking at it on the Substack site, don't peek at the solution, all right? Now, what you'll come to understand, and I hope you've thought about it for a second now, that it's impossible to execute this task of drawing and linking all nine dots with four straight lines or fewer without lifting your pen or tracing the same line more than once unless you draw out of the box. There's a simple solution that becomes obvious when you let your, your mind wander out of the box and stray, and a line strays out of the box. And you can see it again on the, on the Substack site. Okay? I think this type of thinking that we, this is the kind of thing we need to make 2022 awesome. We may be constraining ourselves by thinking inside the box. We may have solutions that are facing us that you know, it, it need to exist out of traditional thinking. So here's my suggestions about how we can think out of the box. Number one, we gotta push the calm button. And no one makes excellent decisions when we're in panic mode. And this is difficult to do, but um, you know, we can be improved with practice. So next time you start to panic, check your pulse. Okay, this is something that uh, we learned in medical school when you run to a code, the first thing you're supposed to do is check your pulse so you can make better decisions. Um, give yourself a minute to think. Take a deep breath. You will make a better decision if you are not in threat or panic mode. So when we're trying to metabolize misfortune, when we're trying to you know, face down severe adversity or, or, or deal with a difficult problem, we've got to do it with a calm mind. Step two 
is to suspend your disbelief about possible solutions. Think for a moment about why a proposed solution could work instead of immediately judging the idea. It's something that has done a lot at Stanford Biodesign. Just throw up a whole bunch of ideas. Don't judge the ideas to start. Again, it's a very difficult thing to do because we too often like to jump to judgment. We can easily identify the problems with almost any solution, but fail to sometimes recognize the value in certain approaches. So suspend your disbelief. Consider a wide range of options, then and only then proceed to action. And step three is to stop expecting other people to solve the problems. Stop complaining and start solving difficult problems. Live in the arena and sweat it out. Swim in the sea of uncertainty. Expect to be wrong and be okay with failure. Just get up and continue pushing forward in spite of not getting it right for the first time. All right, so that's my primer on how to think out of the box. I hope you've enjoyed this week's Vitality Explorer News podcast where we've learned how to standing uh, 10 seconds on one leg can predict if you're going to die. We talked a little bit about how to let life light into your life and again finish with how to think out of the box. So until next time, as always, get out there and dare to be vital. And if you're enjoying what you're listening to, um, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and you can subscribe to the Vitality Explorer News via vitalityexplorers.com or on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site on the web. All right, thank you again for listening and enjoy the rest of your week.